0: Welcome back to the Fly Racing Race Tracks podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Tell a friend, subscribe, leave a rating, all that stuff. Really appreciate it. A lot of motocross pods out there. Appreciate you guys picking this one and uh, supporting it, man. Been doing it since 2008. It's 2022. I got ceilings to pay for. Got to keep doing these pods. Racetech, racetech.com. Pulp 22 is a code to save. Thanks to the guys at Racetech for supporting the shows over the years. They do motor work, they do suspension work, and they do good stuff. All of it. Racetech.com. they got suspension seminars, motor seminars happening as well. If you want to get into the groove of trying to uh, get yourself a career in the industry, Tech will teach you. And also, uh, hard-to-find parts as well, springs, seals. All that kind of stuff. Race tech service centers all across America. They do motor work now as well. They support privateers for a long time. And they use the code PULP22 to say thank you, RaceTech, racetech.com. Also, thank you to All Balls Racing. They've got a number of parts that work really well for replacement uh, parts for your motorcycle, whether it's uh, hot cams, whether it's pivot works, whether it's vertex pistons, whether it's the bike in a box, uh, allballsracing.com will have you covered, and uh, yeah, check them out. Uh, Go to the website and look, um, get it at motorsport.com, real good prices, real good products, stuff I've used in all of my project bikes over the years, allballsracing.com. All right, on to the show.
1: A Pulp MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and CUBA Links on racerxonline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on PulpMX to help us out. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis.
0: Save no a plan, here, you know. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Race Rex Podcast with Christian Craig and Larry Brooks. Craig talking about the new ride at Husqvarna. Brooks talking about the new job at Twisted T HEP Suzuki. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you to Fly Racing and... Um, They are charging into 2023. New lines of gear, new colors, new designs. They have the Formula Helmet featuring Rion Technology. Go to flyracing.com and read about it. Great company, uh, great helmet, and uh, man, they've got a lot going on at Fly Racing. So please check it out. They've got mountain bike stuff as well and uh, a lot of lines and products. Something will suit you at Fly Racing. And, of course, guys like Hampshire, guys like Brayton, Osborne's still running it, right? Uh, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. Thank you to those guys. Renthal as well. The number one choice out in the paddock for teams like Kawasaki and Red Bull KTM and Honda. Renthal's got bars that'll uh, fit you, uh, whether it's a 7-8 bar, the wall bar, fat bar. Fat Bar 36, I like a crossbar-less bar myself. But hey, if you want a crossbar, twin wall bar. If you don't, Fat Bar. Or Fat Bar 36, the super light uh, crossbar-less bar. And uh, sprockets, of course, chains as well. Renthal.com, really informative website. Please check it out. Made over there in the UK. And the number one brand out there uh, for customer satisfaction. More titles than all the other brands Combined. At Renthal, So thanks to the folks at Renthal, I also want to th- shout out Max's Tires, MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath, uh, Brooks knows something about that, and uh, Cade A-Ray putting MXSTs into main events this year, great mountain bike tires as well, the Minion is my pre- my preferred tire out here in the uh, rocks and sand of Vegas, Max's.com, light truck tires, trailer tires and more, Motorsport.com, uh, please check those guys out, COBA links, we'll tell you more about later on in the show, but for now, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I know you have choices when it comes to these podcasts, so I appreciate it. Here's Christian Craig and Larry Brooks. All right, joining me on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, uh, a man who should be in fly racing, but uh, it's another story for another day. Huh, Christian Craig? How are you, man?
2: I'm good. Just uh, leaving this Super Motocross announcement mm-hmm. and uh, sitting in traffic now. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever... I guess. Did you go to the Coliseum with your dad at some point? Were you young enough to remember that?
2: I might have been there one year, but I was. I think uh, I don't remember it. Like I, yeah. my days that I remember were San Diego uh, Stadium and Anaheim Stadium. So.
0: But I was even thinking. All I think about. Okay.
2: All, all I think about is Brian Deegan when I went there. By yeah, the way, yeah. Today, so. Right, right.
0: <laughs> I was thinking maybe summer cross like. You're thirty two, Summercross was ninety nine, so you're ten, but I don't know if you were there. Who knows? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I remember seeing uh Summercross trophies at my dad's, but I don't remember being there.
0: So. Yeah, the uh Tim Ferry and uh Steve Mathis beating Mike Craig. I heard he at did that, okay there. At that race. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um <laughs> did you did you get my little fly racing joke at the beginning there?
2: What's
0: that? I said should be wearing fly racing on the oh, fly racing Oh, you said park. should. I uh, uh, really, really thought that was going to happen, Craig. <laughs> uh, you know, look, you, you've got the right demo, page, the kids, fly, family, all of that. It all works out. But, uh, hey, you yeah. went with Fox.
2: Hey, I, res- I respect. I've, I've actually worn fly in my amateur days. So yeah. I respect everyone. and But uh, Fox was, was the way to go for me. So I'm stoked.
0: Fox makes bitching stuff. There's no doubt. You you will be looking yeah. good uh, next year. There's no doubt. Um, so now it's official. Your two year deal. rock and G And just for the setting the record straight here, uh, you could have made more money and stayed in two fifties. Just to put it all out there. Right?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh, so I did say at the like after everything, I probably would have made more if I did stay and defend my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. just the way the contracts played out and and all that so yeah so i yeah. actually turned down some money to to be 450 full-time but that's what i wanted and there was there was no question like no doubt yeah that that's what i wanted you know
0: so. no for sure it's just you know when i'm screaming and yelling about two of these supercross i got all these riders telling me well what would you do you know to make the money and this you know what i mean all this kind of stuff and you know, basically saying they had no choice because that's where they make the most money at. But here's an example. Now, look, no one's going to hold a fund GoFundMe for you because you're riding Factory Husqvarna, uh, but yeah. but you did. You know, you are an example of a racer who is going to bet on himself, you know, and move up. Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's something that that you've said so much. Like you've told me too when I was on TV Is like, hey, go get a privateer bike and just race. Like you'll make more money doing that. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you i don't think you'd really yeah i think not anymore, maybe back in the day, but nowadays uh they pay pretty well for two fifty and yeah uh i had to i had a family to to support so I had to do what was best for me, but it's more than time to to be mm-hmm. four fifty full time like you know for me it's it wasn't about the money anymore, it's more about uh mm-hmm. i want a four fifty career also I don't want to be known as a as a two fifty guy
0: yeah for sure, so uh if you don't win the title, though, are you making this move, or did you have to check that box in your mind of getting this damn thing done uh, before you move up? Or do you think win or lose, you were you were going to go four fifties? Or maybe they don't. Even, maybe Rockstar Husky doesn't hire you if you don't win. I don't know, but you know yeah. what I mean. What were you, where were you at?
2: This was this was a win or lose uh, okay decision. Like <laughs> I think once I resigned, yeah, once I resigned the one year deal with Star, I said to my like mentally and to my family that this was it yeah. like when or lose um I'm going 450 next year and I'm gonna either privateer it be on some sort of team like mm-hmm. I'll I'll do whatever it takes to and then I can work my way up but you know luckily it played out the way it did and right um yeah I, I had all this uh you know I made some calls uh I think it was during the west coast break to mm-hmm. to Roger and Next thing you know, I, I had a contract in front of me, and um, Star did not have a, a 450 spot, and all respect to them. But, um, yeah, I had to do what was best for me and, and for my family, so sure. here yep. we
0: are. Um, you Yeah, you did have some choices, um, and you were in demand, obviously, for your year. By the way, too, like, I... I, I've said this a few times on my shows. Like, you had this Rockstar Energy Varna deal done a long time ago. Uh, we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. And you still – you did the opposite of mailing it in for the Nationals. You wanted a nation spot. <laughs> you, you worked your balls off. Some guys wouldn't. Um, you know, you really gave it your all in your last summer with Star Yamaha guys. So, that, I think that's admirable because some guys would be like, hey, I got a two-year deal, you know, whatever it is. I'm just yeah. going to hang out. It's already signed, you know, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it – it's same goes for the star team. Like they could have been like, yeah, you signed with the team, like, well, F you and you, you know, they could have treated me bad, but they did it. And I think that's why I had the summer. I did like, mm-hmm. we, we didn't talk about it. They knew, but they respected my decision. And, um, one thing I didn't want to happen was like coming off my supercross season is, is to have a, a shitty outdoor season. Like yeah. I wanted to keep that momentum. I wanted to keep the momentum going so bad. So I was like, all right, let's keep doing what I'm doing. Nothing changes. Like, yes, I won this and, and all this stuff, but mm-hmm. my mentality stays the same. Like, and you saw that throughout the whole outdoor season. And I checked off a lot of goals, you know, that I sent um, in the off season. So it's cool. It's cool to have like, to be in this position now, um yeah. It's yeah. Exciting times for sure.
0: No, it's gonna be great. And uh you've ridden the I mean you wrote Honda four fifty, you rode you know, you've you've showed you can ride a four fifty. We all know that. It's not it's not like we're yeah. gonna bench race about where you're gonna be this year. You you're gonna be a contender for podiums. Um but you did sign this early and I know Connor your fields, your agent, uh working on things and you're work you making the calls like you said as well. Did you did you wait for something else? Did you have another offer? Um, wh- why the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna so soon? I guess, or was it just, yep, they they they're showing faith in me, and that's it. I'm good. Because I do feel like you probably could have shopped more than what you did. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
2: it was after. Uh, yeah, after Anaheim three, um, we had a six week break, and I think it was like that week after. Uh, I was like, screw it, I'm calling Roger right now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I called him. I was like, Hey, I know you're, I know like you're part of the KTM group, which is those three manufacturers. And I want to ride on one. Like, yeah, yeah. just, you know, I, I've i called him before a couple years ago and it just never worked out. And he's like, yeah, let me, let me talk to some guys. And literally next thing, you know, I, I had something in front of me and, and mm-hmm. I had Nate Ramsey calling me and it all happened so quick. It was, so smooth like that i felt like it was all meant to happen so yeah it's been uh it's been cool like getting to know these guys kind of like behind the scenes and and then same with the fox guys like it's all been a process but we've had more than enough time like it's all been working behind the scenes so it's cool that it, it all comes out now
0: do you know what your mechanic's gonna be
2: yeah so his name is jared uh warwick i think he okay he worked. He was Anderson's practice bike mechanic back in the day, and mm-hmm. then he worked for Tedder and then AEO, and now he is. Oh, okay. He's my guy. Um, awesome. Duff. Duff had the. He talked to to the team, I think, mm-hmm. but nothing really came about, and I don't blame him. He does. I don't think he wanted to move out to California, so didn't want to put that pressure on him.
0: He wanted to fix water trucks uh, and groom the tracks and stuff at Star, okay, <laughs> all right, all right
2: he's going to work. he's actually an amateur bike, amateur guy now, so oh yes, he okay he's, all working right. for,
0: he's working for Deegan. Oh yeah. okay, nice, nice amateur guy. Um, what's the early thoughts on the on the bike uh, on the team? I mean, look, you're going to give us the standard b s that it's amazing. Yeah. It's the best bike ever you, you know you're losing you're we're, you're, lo- you're leaving blue crew. not happy about <laughs> that, but for reals, how's the bike? what what's your initial impressions?
2: Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was stressed. Like I haven't rode since Paula, and then I knew I wasn't gonna ride um, or touch the bike until yesterday, which was October third. So, a lot of uh, stuff in my mind about you know you get a lot of people talking like, oh, he's gonna suck in the Whoops now. The bike's rigid. <laughs> Look at you know everyone doesn't like this bike. Everyone's talking crap on it. But Mookie just had his best season yet. Yeah, um, it's more than cap- it's more than capable of winning. Like. I I had no no doubt that uh, it's you know that I could make it work and and be great on it. So yep, yeah. But I, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little stressed going to the track yesterday and um, just thinking about you know am, am I gonna ride the same? Am I gonna be able to do that? And uh, I'd say I felt I felt pretty good. Um, I made a few adjustments to suspension mm-hmm. and things like that to get it to what i like and uh, one day I'm back and, and i'm going super cross tomorrow so i think that says that you know yeah. that i do feel comfortable
0: yeah there is no so. doubt it's steel frame it flexes more uh mookie didn't look as great in the whoops as he normally has been and your strength is the whoops but um yeah mookie just had his best year which is exactly never mind whoop speed and all that it, what really counts for legacies and money and points is having your best year, which Mookie just did. Yep. So, you yep. know, yeah, he didn't look as good in the whoops. I, I don't know why or whatever, but, um, you know, it, it, and it is a bit of a controversial bike, let's say. But yeah, I, I don't I, I'm 100 percent on board with you, Christian, as you know me over the years, like you can win on that bike. There, There is no there, there's nothing holding you back from that. I, uh, is it perfect? No. But is any bike perfect? No. Yep. You know, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you can say some stuff. I mean, you're not going to say it, but there's negatives to every bike. Yeah. And um, I do think that this, this being a new chassis this year for for those guys, they're working out the kinks. And and, and I feel like I'm coming in at the perfect time where mm-hmm. they have figured it out supercross-wise and have hours and hours of testing and days of different guys on the bike and figuring it out. And they've worked those kinks out. What I don't know what it was that – uh, held Cooper Webb back or mm-hmm. who knows, but, uh, um, well, yeah, I do think when I do come into supercross, there's going to be a lot, you know, the bike's going to be a lot better it, for me and Mookie, you know?
0: Well, you're, you're a totally different body type than Cooper Webb. So his, his problems may not be your problems and vice versa. Right. Um, so that's something to think about too. And yeah, there is no negatives on the blue crew. There's none, there's zero. So I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, there is
0: no. Um, there's no you, negatives. You think there's
2: no negatives There is But yeah, I mean, there's no negatives
0: on the Husky either. Oh, okay, all right. That's where that's we're at. That's that's I'm at. that's where we're going. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm obviously joking, but yeah, it should be should be great to see uh, uh, you on the bike, and yeah, it's it's a solid team. Uh, Nate uh, Ramsey, of course, the manager. Mookie's a great dude, and uh, and yeah, you'll fit in nicely there. I think. The big change for you, and this is probably the biggest thing, is, is you're going to be a Baker's Factory. Uh, was that a non-negotiable yeah. thing? Was that just you wanted to do it? Did you say, hey, do I have to do it? Like, and then and, and what's your thoughts on, on joining that program?
2: well i i told roger when when i talked to him on the phone that i i did want to train with alden so Mm -hmm. um when i got the contract when i got the contract it was in my contract so yeah yeah (laughs) uh, i don't know i don't know if that was it was going to happen for sure either way if i didn't want to or i wanted to but um i did want to and and yeah i've been with alden for a few weeks and i haven't been out to the bakers factory yet but uh it's going to be interesting. We start we start boot camp. I think November first, and we'll start ramping up. and uh, It's exciting. Like I, I, I had no problems with Swanee. I loved everything about it, and he got me a championship and to where I am now. And uh, we'll see if Alvin can get me to you know
0: another level. Yeah, it, it'll it, you know the the secret sauce is is riding with AP and Mookie and RJ or whoever yeah. else is going to be in the group. That's going to be the competitiveness every day. But you did experience that at Star Racing, right? The Star guys—it's no secret—they want to replicate that that weekend intensity at, at the Go Farm.
2: For sure. I yeah. mean, two fifty guys are at each other's necks every day. Yeah, you know? so <laughs> yeah. It's literally it's it's lap time battles day in and day out, and I, I'm I'm expecting that at Baker's Factory too.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. What? Um... I guess, like, obviously getting that title was so big for you, right? And it's getting all those race wins and, and getting the championship. You must be – it almost like for you – are you in a better place mentally because you have the title and now you're a full-time D guy? Like, it must just be – in a sense, no more – I mean, there's pressure on you because you're a factory guy and, you you know, you need to perform. But in a sense, Christian, there's there's no pressure on you anymore. There's no – Oh, he's gonna do it. Is this the year or whatever? Like, I don't know. I can I can see you just exhaling a little bit right now.
2: Yeah, and I think you saw that uh, in my outdoor results. Like after the supercross title, I took a big exhale and it felt a sense of relief, and uh, I knew I was done with the 250 and and all those old old man jokes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I do feel have I still have that mentality of just relief and. And I think that that kind of brings confidence to me too. And, and you know, it's just staying the same, stay level headed. Don't get cocky. Don't get. Uh, don't give you too discouraged on the days that I'm not riding well. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm 31, so I've been through a lot. I've been through ups and downs, and I know how this sport works. So yeah, uh, I'm expect I'm expecting to do good, and we'll see how it goes at A1. I guess.
0: Was it pretty cool to be courted by? I'm guessing a lot of gear companies and a lot of, goggle boot companies. You went fox head to toe from what I understand, but, I imagine you know you had a lot of choices. That must have been pretty cool for you to, for you know you've been locked into your stuff for so long. You did a couple of 450 outdoor deals, right? Um, but you stayed the same for yeah. the most part. Um, but now you were just it was an open book. So how cool was that process? Yeah, that
2: that was the first that was the first time for me, um, and luckily like fox was pretty much the first and i i don't even remember talking really anymore there's a few here and there but once i heard fox um i was like yeah let's jump on it and, and get it done so uh, it was pretty simple and yeah. it's cool that i had to go to to go to one guy i deal with one guy for everything which is which yeah. is gonna
0: be nice yeah yeah I would mm-hmm. guess so right uh are you do you know so, Mookie much do you are you buddies with Mookie at all like from Geico man, maybe of course we were this is
2: this is my third time being his teammate so oh yeah shit we were, I forgot about the star we, thing
0: right the star yeah it's just last year yeah, right yeah
2: <laughs> teammates at Geico for a year teammates at Star for a year yeah, now yeah teammates yeah. Here. So,
0: right I was thinking yeah
2: me and Mookie go way back right and, uh yeah he always keeps the mood light obviously so Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fun uh and we get along well i I get along with ap really well and cooper i'm getting to know a little bit more just um yeah it's it's a big change for sure but nothing that i you know i can't do
0: imagine being coop and watching you and mookie ride whoops every day you just want to just shoot yourself um but maybe you guys can help him i don't know uh, hey, you're just fresh off the uh, SMX press conference. Look, I, I, I I'm i like, whatever on this cool. Riders get more money. I'm not really thinking three more races is awesome but whatever. Uh, what's your thoughts on it though? What do you think of this, this? I'm stoked that MX Sports and Feld are working together. That's a long time coming and what's your thoughts on the rest of it, Christian?
2: Yeah, it's a lot to take in. Um, I was just we were just there obviously and I'm driving back now and I'm still kind of debriefing i'd say but it's a lot of moving parts for the sport a lot of uh new things coming but i do think it's for it's gonna be for the better and i hope it it kind of moves the needle a little bit i know it's it's not gonna probably make us mainstream but mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna help us a little bit I, I don't think it's any negative and um i do think it's gonna take a little time to get used to and for the fans to to get used to all to also but um uh, if it's going to help us, and, and and they're bringing more money to the sport for everyone, so yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's
0: gonna be exciting. Uh, number twenty-eight. It's your permanent number now. You just did the boring thing and took it, took your number that you had ruined. <laughs> um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I guess I look. I can't believe they're letting Tick keep his number. Tick's an awesome dude, and Justin Hill and Chad. I think that's ridiculous. Um, but whatever. It rules are rules. What else did you think about besides twenty-eight? What 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 was the process behind that?
2: Yeah, um, I tried to get twenty, so I texted Brock and he said, "No, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it one more year," which was which was fine. And then uh, I was thinking about twenty-two, but Reed kept it, <laughs> and then um, I just uh, I've never had a career number, and, and mm-hmm. now that I've been a year with. Now that I've had a year with 28, I, I felt like it made made sense to just to stay with that now that people know me and I, I've won my title with it. So, uh, yeah, we stayed with it. Nothing – no sentimental with it other right. than I won my title with it and uh, we'll just keep it 28 now.
0: So, so. you you weren't going to go higher, like Hunter Lawrence taking 96 or Kenny or – like you didn't no. look at anything like that? No.
2: No. Um, I, I did think 33 for a little bit just because I thought it looked cool, but – no, we stuck with twenty-eight.
0: And no, you. I think it looks good. Your best number was forty-four. I think you were forty-four. That's you? what.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. what everyone thought. Um, I got it. That was my amateur number, but it's been so long that I, I haven't ran that that nobody would really, you know. I you, felt like it was better to just stay with twenty-eight.
0: You did earn forty-four, right? I'm not drunk. You were one forty-four, and then
2: one forty-four.
0: Did you earn forty-four ever?
2: No, forty-three oh. was. My closest to
0: that okay, so I am drunk then I'm just thinking of you as one forty four then um, yeah, yeah I, what did you did you write back to tick and say what do you think factory Honda's calling tick what what, what are you doing did you <laughs> i that's what i would have done i, I, I it's ridiculous, uh, but twenty is cool you couldn't go you couldn't go twenty two even if it was available you just can't you, you don't want to be the guy yeah, that goes twenty two yep, yep yeah so uh well twenty eight's fine it's not my favorite but hey you're not doing it for me so whatever no uh, it'll,
2: it'll grow on people
0: did it's you fine. did you find a place in claremont you bought or rented what'd you do
2: yep yep we moved out of tallahassee uh before the last two rounds of outdoors and uh, bought a house in claremont and put the kids in school
0: oh wow full
2: time there yeah so. okay we're used to it though now because we moved from California to Tallahassee for a year and now Claremont, so yeah, we always on the go. But luckily, this is a longer than a year deal, which is nice.
0: Yeah, getting a two year deal uh, is awesome. I mean, it's super. I mean, you won a championship, so you deserve it. But it, it ain't easy in our sport for anybody to get two year deals, except for like four guys. So.
2: It's uh, crazy because two years is not that long, but no. it's such a it's
0: long in our sport. You know, <laughs> oh, I know. it's, it's so. nuts, right? Uh, and then there's a, there's a real good sushi restaurant in some strip mall in Claremont. I'm sure they'll take you there. You'll find it out. Uh, you go in this. Uh, you go in the okay. strip mall, and you're like, "There's no way uh, this is any good," and it actually is really good. So just ask somebody. <laughs> I've been there uh, a few times. Um, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Congrats Thank on the you ride. What's that? Getting us
2: well, and I, I do, I do like it. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I got you. I got you back.
2: Okay, no, I was saying we we love it in Claremont. Like I've spent some summers there when I was on Geico, and uh, mm-hmm. so we're where we know it pretty well, and we're enjoying it.
0: Awesome. Uh, hey, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Congrats on the gig. I know it's been a busy day for you, so I really appreciate you squeezing it in a little short podcast about the new ride. Uh, and yeah, man, uh, big changes for Christian Craig. Um, thanks for doing it, man. Thank you. Appreciate Uh, it. See you, bud. Bye. Thanks to Christian Craig on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. And thank you as well to Motorsport.com and Cobalinks for uh, coming on board this podcast. Cobalinks, K-O-U-B-A-Links.com. Code PulpMX for free shipping and a discount. Kobolinks, uh, from Aprilia to Yamaha, they make lowering suspension links for your bike. So if you're short of stature or you just want to have some more confidence on your bike, get your suspension working a little plusher, the guys at Kobolinks will help you out. And uh, they, they make great product, all designed and built in the good old U.S. of A. And use that code to save, kobolinks.com. Kobolinks.com. Um, Code Pulpamex, man. Thanks to those guys. You can get Kobo links direct from those guys, or you can get it at motorsport.com. Uh, OEM on aftermarket parts. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com to help us out. So you just see the banner on motorsport. Click on that. Go to motorsport. Make a purchase. It helps us out. We would really appreciate it. Great return policy, free shipping on everything over $79. bucks. they have got the Driven to Rides video series coming out. They have a contest uh, to give away motorcycles. These guys support the sport. Pulp Mix Fantasy, Whole Shot Challenge, Motorsport.com, all of it, man. Good guys. If there's any issues with Motorsport.com, just use the contact form at PulpMex.com and I'll make sure that it gets handled. All right? So thank you to Motorsport. Take your online business to Motorsport, and you will never, ever, ever regret it. Thank you, Motorsport.com. All right. Here's the rest of the show. All right, next up on the Fly Racing racerx podcast, a man who uh, I didn't know anything about this. Normally I hear rumors. Normally I hear I get a text. I hear things and I knew nothing until social media feed popped up with Larry Brooks as the new manager of the uh, Twisted T HEP team. We got him on the line now. Good job, Brooks, on hiding this one. I don't think too many people saw it coming.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, it hasn't even been in the works that long. It just it just happened real quick, and and uh, <laughs> I mean I I'm, I'm sure it was a surprise that a lot of people
0: right. Um, so you've been managing the Bar X Suzuki team the last few years. Uh, why the switch? What uh, what came up? What attracted you to uh, Dustin Pipes and and his program? And uh, and talk about that process a little bit.
3: I think they have a a lot of great ideas. You know, maybe maybe not today, but in the future. Um, you know, and, and I was going to able to, I was going to be able to race in the 450 class again. Um, that was super attractive to me. So I thought that was going to be really cool. Um, you know, just, just the whole program, you know, there Dustin has done a great job at bringing outside sponsors in, um, you know, that just, if I could help run the team and manage the team, I thought maybe we would be like the greatest team ever as far as Dustin doing the sponsorship thing, me doing the manager thing. it, it It's it's super exciting for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's nice. Uh, I feel like, I feel like you know, for, you know, obviously everybody knows all the things you've done in the sport and the people you've worked with. High pressure, high profile people. I get the sense that you've really enjoyed the Bar X low expectations, low pressure. you you know, the focal point isn't on you and your rider. I feel like you've really enjoyed that the last few years. And now maybe you're throwing yourself back into the ring a little bit.
3: Uh, I think you just hit it on the head.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh,
3: I mean, the bar X thing it was awesome. I mean, the people there, Myron was so good to me and his wife, Nicole, everyone, you know, his kids, everyone was super cool. Mm-hmm. I got along with everyone. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where you kind of just want to have a, another challenge, you know, Yeah. And yeah. for me, uh, I think it got me back into the sport. You know, I kind of stepped away for a little bit mm-hmm. and then Myron brought me back in and, and kind of warmed me up to pro racing again. I mean, we did amateurs for a long time and, and that kind of broke the ice. And then uh, we did a couple years of pro racing and, I think I got the itch just to go 450 racing again, you know, and the premier class is the one to race in. And then, you know, really challenges you, you know, and it's going to be a long season and all that, but I watched it from afar last year and I was, I was jealous. I want to race 450. (laughs) (laughs) Did
0: did you, did you tell the wife like, Hey, this might be a little more longer (laughs) nights for me than it was. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, she she knows the
3: story. I mean, yeah, she's yeah. been by my side for since the beginning, so she knows how much time I put into it and how much time it takes. And uh, she's all about it. Our life is built around racing, so it it it's not going to change much.
0: Right? Are you involved in the world Supercross stuff, or is that going to be a separate deal? Or are you? I mean, I imagine you're going to have your fingerprints on all of it. But do you do you look do you look to do those races with the team, or will it, will it be a separate sort of department for HEP?
3: So, yeah. Yeah. They're two separate entities. Um, they're, they're actually taking care of the world supercross this year. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out in the future. I mean, um, obviously I'm going to be building the bike or helping develop the bikes and, and different things like that. So it's, I, I think, the the best way to to say how this is going to work is I'm going to do the U.S. side and Dustin yep. and Aaron will do the the European
0: side. Ah, okay, all right. Uh, I'm I'm guessing too. The guys at HEP were really attracted to uh, your background with Suzuki, with the Bar X guys, and Chris Wheeler, of course. Good dude. We know Chris as well. Both of us are good friends of him. Uh, it's real. It's a real coup for them to have a guy that you know. Obviously, with your credentials and your accomplishments, but also. You know the Suzuki stuff inside and out, also.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm less familiar with the 450 just because I've been, mm-hmm. you know, had my head buried in the 250 for the last few years. But I mean, the 450 is just another motorcycle. We, uh, Dylan Schwartz rode the 450 a little bit. Uh, Jack Fowler, our, our amateur kids, and uh, so I got to play with the 450 a little bit. Um, I've got some ideas and things that I definitely want to try. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just another motorcycle. You yeah. know, you just you find its weak points and you try to improve them. And, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to do that.
0: What do you, from afar, and it's early, what do you look at when you see Brandon Hartraft? What do you think about? What do you? What's your early impressions of, of Brandon? His Like, just from afar, his seasons, his talents, what the HEP guys have told you? Yeah,
3: so I got kind of close to Brandon, actually, because we were sharing the same super cross track this year and, I see a lot of potential, you know, he, he, he definitely hasn't reached his potential yet. Um, you know, and I don't know how far it'll go or where it will stop, and how, you know, whatever, however you want to say it. Um, but I see a lot there, you know, he's a tall, big, strong kid and you know, he's got good speed. There's some things he needs to work on and, you you know, if I can bring some to the table to help him, I think that's going to really improve, obviously, him and his result. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just saw a lot of potential in a, in a writer that I didn't think was was able to put it all out there yet. And, and that might be because he's a rookie, you know, to the class. I think there's a lot of reasons, but yes, he's an exciting, he's an exciting writer to work with.
0: How did Myron and the Bar X guys take you leaving? How was that? I, I you know, again, they, they were, they owned the team. Uh, I think Scott Mumford's got something to do with it and, and Myron. And yeah. uh, from, the, they, I got the sense that they just were like, hey, it's turnkey for Larry. Larry's doing everything. And now you left them. So they're going to have to find another Brooks. Uh, but how'd they take it? Uh, were they bummed?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It didn't, that phone call didn't go very good. <laughs> um, right. I mean, honestly, we, we we got to be very, very good friends. Our families got to be friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, if you work with somebody the way we work with people in the motorcycle industry, you get super close to them. So there's no good ending. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, I, ha- I had a re- lot of responsibility over there and, and they actually gave me free reign to do what I wanted. And, uh, you know, that's, that's hard when you depend on someone that, that much mm-hmm. it's there's, there's no good ending.
0: No, there's not, right? Because, um, yeah, you were a big part of that thing. So were you yeah, yeah. Were you happy with what you got accomplished over there? Certainly Dylan Schwartz opened some eyes last year. Mumford was up and down, but when he was up, he was good. Um, you're working with kids. You're not working with Jeremy McGrath and veteran guys. So you, you have the, that factor in it. But were you happy with your work over there with the, the team?
3: i think the 250 class is really hard to compete in that's what i think (laughs) i think that class is just straight up gnarly like i've never uh well i did a little bit at ktm uh compete in the 125 250 class whatever they called it at the time and uh you know coming back into it i didn't realize how deep and how competitive that class is you know with with you know you got to have a fast motor and I mean, you're dumping all your budget into research and development, trying to make that motor as good as possible. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you hit it on the head. I I think we got the Suzuki pretty far, Um, you know, but you know, you spend a lot of money and, and again, like you said, you know, we're working with rookies and, and they were kind of up and down in the result, but I think they turned a lot of heads. I mean, they showed they had speed and, I'm proud of the team honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know me. I'm if, if you're on my team and or I have a team, it's the best thing ever and <laughs> no one better. No one
0: better cut it down.
3: Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh I protect my people to the end and yeah. and that's the way I feel here. I'm super protective kind of papa.
0: Nice. Yeah, I uh I yeah, you're intense, LB. You're intense. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um So, uh yeah, it'll be it, Good times. I'm looking forward to seeing you. You do this. Are you still? I understand HEP wants to get into the 250 class. Speaking of that, I think.
3: Yeah. Is that yeah. the plan? Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna fill 250 uh, Supercross riders next year. Okay. Uh, one on the east, one on the west. Yep. So, you know, they're gonna they're gonna venture into the 250 class also. Um, but I mean that that's okay because the main focus is still the 450, and they're just starting to go towards the 250 um we'll kind of cross that bridge when it when it gets here but it's uh i mean it's it's cool to brace 450 again and that's all i'm gonna yep. focus on right now
0: and you're gonna hire one more 450 guy you, you, uh you think? there's gonna be three 450 guys oh oh snap okay
3: and one two or two 250 there. guys yeah, which yeah. one east one west
0: yep. and you're gonna i don't think those have been done yet you're gonna have a hand in that
3: uh, Brandon Hartrath is down. Yeah, Brandon's um, down, but the two. two the ones. other two riders, uh, Dustin's actually meeting with them this weekend. Okay. And making a decision this weekend okay. on that. The 250 thing is uh, kind of at arm's distance. You know, it, it's going to happen. We're just not rushing into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be more of a, of a, you know, see how it goes program.
0: All right. Uh, are you going to have to replace your Mountain Dews with Twisted Tees? Okay. No, okay. definitely not. Okay. All right. No, Check on that. No, no. That, I would be walking around drunk all day, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing, right. but I don't think it's proper at the races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, are you going to, how much time do you have to go to, to spend in Fresno and that, are they, they got a track um, up there? They got all that? What, what, what's the... Yeah,
3: I was uh, super impressed with their whole program up there and, okay. and as far as, uh, you know, they have... I don't know how big the shop is, 15,000, 10,000 square foot shop. They have three shops. Um, um, and then their track is like four miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to build two more super cross tracks on top of that. I'm going to spend a lot of time up there. Okay. Um, yep. uh, big Mac, Eric Gregg, um, that worked at Bar X, he's going to go over there with me.
0: Oh, okay. And, All right.
3: And uh, he's going to run the shop. He's going to move to Fresno. He's going to be my eyes and ears up there. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we have a lot of uh, uh, big thoughts, and and we just got to kind of get the ball rolling and see how it all falls into place.
0: Larry Brooks on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, touching in and seeing what's going on with, uh, with him. Um, you were at the press conference for the SMX. Uh, the new launch of that what, what what's your takeaway from that what are you thinking uh you know you raced forever you had a great career and then off the bike as a manager and a team owner you see things from that so you have a really good perspective i think on sort of everything in the sport thoughts on uh what these what's going on right now with us
3: yeah so i think i think this could be a dream come true for our sport as far as the two uh, Series, Mm -hmm. Supercross and Motocross Getting together, working together Um, You know This has been something we've talked about Since the beginning, you know, why don't the Motocross Series and the Supercross Series Work together? Well, they're doing that now Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't know How the Super Motocross Events are going to go um, kind of the hybrid track that they were discussing yesterday, saying yep. the track's going to be half Supercross, half Motocross. That never works, you know, or at least it has <laughs> in the
2: past.
0: I'm with you. I, I, I'm very skeptical, but let's see. Let's wait and see. Yep. yep. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it is –
3: well, I know what LA Coliseum is like as a Supercross track. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they consider that a hybrid track, okay, I get it. That's going to be fine. Um, but, you know, if they start putting – choppy bumps or whoop sections, um, motocross whoop sections on a Mm. supercross track with supercross obstacles, it's going to get messy. You know, I don't know how that's going to work. So if they consider what LA Coliseum supercross track was a hybrid track, I think, I think they're on the right path, but having, having a final, I think is kind of solidifying this series, making it a pinnacle as far as um, uh, television and everything goes that, we've never had that before we've mm-hmm. never had that final event or final series however you want to say it and it's going to be exciting if they if they do it correctly it's going to put this sport on a diff- on another level a higher
0: level i hope so yeah listen uh 5 million dollars for the three races is no joke good job uh, no, those guys are getting no. paid
3: you know uh, having having a big purse like that attracts tv having a final event attracts tv our sport We'll go to the next level if we have a good television package. And it's Peacock next year, which yep. is great. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, I, I, I'm i super pumped that, that they are that they finally decided to work together and, and build this thing into the sport that we've always wanted it to be.
0: Let's hope so. Uh, I'm a little skeptical because, I mean, you were there. We had Jeremy McGrath on Jay Leno. We had, you know, like we – that's as big as it gets. We had Jeremy racing on a supercross track in NBC late night, and we had X Games, and we yeah. didn't really change. So I'm skeptical, no. LB. But but hey, yeah, I, uh, you know, I know, I know. But I mean, honestly, if if I think
3: it's the television package is what's going to change it, Steve. I really okay. do. I yep. think that I think if we get more viewers, more eyeballs on the sport, I think it'll grow. Um, it's such a niche sport though. You know, we think it's big. Yeah. It's not that big in the real world, you know? Um, but it's exciting. Anyone that watches it, anyone that goes to an event, they get addicted to Mm -hmm. the sport and they go to it all the time. So we know we have something here. It's just getting more eyes on it. I think that's a, I think the television package will bring that.
0: Yeah. Uh, new new Twisted T-H-E-P manager, Larry Brooks, on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks to Renthal and Maxis and Kobolinks and motorsport.com. LB, I'll let you go here. Um, uh, but you've been doing this a long time, man. Um, you had a mm. great racing career and then like a whole nother managing career, right? And it's it must seem to you to be surreal to look back and think about your racing career like uh, that was another guy, another time cause you've done so much off the bike, right? Like, what's it like, uh, for your, no one thinks of, uh, legacy, let's say that that's lack of a better term, but what do you think about your career in the sport? I mean, good God, man, you, you've, you've done it all. Yeah. I mean, I, I love this sport,
3: you know, I truly love <laughs> right. motorcycle racing. Right. I don't, I couldn't even, you know, when I did try to get away from it that little bit, mm-hmm. I missed it every day. At first I didn't, you know, I got my little break from it and, And kind of rested. And then, you know, I started watching races and then I was like, what am I doing? You know, this is, this is where I'm, I'm good. You know, I know this and, and I love it. And to me, it's like, I work my butt off. I work a lot of hours. I work a lot of days and it's never worked to me, you know, it's just fun, you know? And when I was a kid and we would go riding and sitting up in the hills and we would talk about, Oh, if I had my own team, I would do this. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a dream as a kid. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I got to race my, you know, up until I was 30. And then from 30 to 55 now I get to um, run teams, manage teams and own my own team. Yeah, It's just been, it's been a dream come true you know i've got to make a career out of something i truly love
0: what's crazy about you is is you've literally been in the spotlight well okay so you worked at chaparral for a couple of years did you actually do anything that had nothing to do with motorcycles ever
3: uh, yeah i just uh dave had a fabrication shop oh, okay. roll
0: cages for side by side okay so you actually did have nothing to do with motorcycles for a couple of years or whatever yeah uh yeah um yeah. but besides those years you have been in the spotlight since you've been 10 years old like literally you know maybe not 10 but i i think so i think i remember reading about you back then um yeah. and you know it's such a, a, a career where you would think a guy like you would be like i just don't want it anymore i don't care anymore i've been in the magazines i've been i had eyeballs on me forever as a racer uh, you look you never made it to jeremy mcgrath levels but you had a damn good career Either as a racer or, or as a manager, you've had eyeballs on you, you've had pressure on you, you've had expectations on you. Outside of the roll cage thing, it just seems like it's crazy to, to be in that in the sport that long with that much pressure and spotlight and eyes on you. So
3: you know you get addicted to it. I think. I think. <laughs> I think you you build your life around it. And uh-huh. how racing is. I think the hardest thing for me is the travel. Um, yeah. just the, the go, go, go travel, travel, travel. I think that's, that's has turned into the hardest aspect of the, of the job. But yeah. Yeah. other than that, I don't really see the popularity part. You know what I mean? I don't think about that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't worry about that. I, I just worry about my own writers and my own team pretty much. And yeah. don't try not to think too much into it, you know? And, you know, I, now that you pointed out, now I think about it, you freaking guy. But <laughs> I mean, I I never really thought about it. You know, I just yeah. kind of did my thing and enjoyed what I did. So I mean, I'll I'm sure I'll end up just going back to my old thinking and not think how you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy about you too is is whenever I've done stuff with you on your racing career, you always come across like you are not happy with what you did on the bike. You you're, you're not. You think you left. You know. Uh, uh, some wins or podiums or whatever out there, like you could have been better. Even though I look at yeah. it, I look at it and be like, well, the guy won a moto. Uh, you know, he was a top five, six, eight guy forever. Um, you know, he didn't have a factory ride, but he, he made the most of what he had. And and you just be like, ah, should have done better. You,
3: you think <laughs> back, I, I try not to regret because if right. you regret, you just regret all the time because you're never happy. So yeah. I try not to think like that, but you know, I do feel like I left something on the table. Um, I could have tried a lot harder, done things differently. Now that I worked with these great writers, Jeremy McGrath, Chad Reed, James Stewart, mm-hmm. I see how they did it. And yeah. I was like, Frick, why didn't I just do it like that? <laughs> right. I mean, they're not doing anything super crazy. Yep. They're just doing it consistent. And they're they They have a routine and, just the way they do it you know and right. and obviously they're super duper talented but um you know just uh, i've learned so much with motorcycles and 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 from the racers point of view since i quit racing and was able to get around those guys and I, yeah i yeah i probably do uh feel like i left a little on the table but yeah. again i try not to regret yeah, sure. i just go forward
0: do you do you you're working with riders in in 2022. You you worked with you know riders in 1996. Is are they the same? Do you have to change your your the way you speak to them, the way you act? Uh, the you know the obviously like MC and Chad and James are maybe different dudes than you know Carson Mumford and Brandon Hartraft and that type of guys. But but you know you look at the Alessis or the guys that you you know Josh Woods and you've worked with all over the spectrum. Do you have to talk differently to the guys now? Do you have to watch yourself? Do you have to tell yourself, "Hey, this isn't, you know, 1998 anymore." I can't.
3: You know, I don't. I don't think it's broken down into years okay. or you know uh, groups. I think it's broken down into the individual. I think okay. every rider is yeah. a little bit different. You know the the their vibe. The, the whole pit area vibe is a certain way from year to year, but that individual is always different and you have to kind of find out what makes them tick, you know, how, you know, how you need to talk to them or how you need to work with them to make them respond to it. And I think that's the biggest thing. Some guys, you need to give a lot of attention, like like patting on the back, being a little baby. Yep. Some, you need to punch in the face and say, get your <laughs> fucking ass out there. So it's just yeah, yeah. Yeah. every every rider is a little bit different. And I think it's just how they were brought up, how their dad kind of treated them and stuff like that. And, yep. and, you know, they were molded from the beginning. So sure. it's just uh, I think it's individual.
0: Well, cool, man. Uh, congrats on the new gig. Uh, you just got yourself a whole lot more work uh, and all that. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, you're, I know you. You're not scared of that. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I still tell the story to people about how 99 Chaparral after Saturday practice. You're like, you know what, Mathis? Let's stay here and change the case inserts. You know, to move the motor up. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like Larry. It's like six o'clock. Like I got to split the cases, and you're just like, yeah. I'll hang out, and I'm just like, "What's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> so, I know. But you, I'm a yeah.
3: little bit wacko. I know I'm a little bit wacko, but I just think that that's what it takes to yeah. win. Yeah. You know, I think it's just hard work. There's no secret to this. It's all about hard work and putting the time in. Yeah. So, well, I I'm sorry if I abused you.
0: No, so. you didn't. <laughs> it just it taught me, it it taught me like, yeah, this this guy's not scared because you didn't go home. It's not like you said, "Hey, do this and go home." You hung out right. with me. You were there. You yeah. were like, yeah, I'll That's help. one thing yeah, that I right. do. I
3: I get in the trenches with the with the mechanics. Yeah. So, I they're not ever going to say, "Oh, that guy, he just he's making yeah. me do all this work. If I tell you to do work, I'm going to be standing right next to you." Yeah. So, and, and I had managers
0: I mean, that would say this and then take off back to the hotel yeah. or or yeah. when the tent when the tent needed to come down, they were gone. And you were always you know, like, I, you I've, know. Yeah.
3: I've seen that um when I was racing, you know, I saw that, uh, obviously when I was managing, I saw that on other teams, I talked to a lot of mechanics and yeah. people on teams. And I know that that is not cool. You know, that's not the way to do it. Yes. People do their job like that and to each his own, let them do it. But yeah. I'm not going to do that to my guys, you know, cause, um, there is no eye in team to no. me, you no. know, it's, it's a group effort, so I, I enjoy that part of it.
0: Well, congrats on the new gig, man. Uh, I know you'll make a difference over there. The pipes, uh, those guys are good dudes, um, so I'm really stoked they're, they're around. Uh, we just got to get Wheeler going and get us you know, better, you know, get, get us some e-starts and stuff. Come on, Wheeler. Come on, Wheeler. Yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's working pretty hard on that, so we'll, we'll see what the future brings.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, thanks for the time, Larry. I appreciate it. Good luck with the new gig, and, yeah, man, we will see you at the races. Thank you.
3: All right, thanks, Steve.
1: See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Cuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.